Hello and welcome to the Top Row Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me on this fine November evening is Josh and Blaine. How's it going? Good evening. Good to be back. Good to speak to you all again. I'm Blaine. just happy Josh is back. <laughs> Blaine's on a three-second time delay, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> um, before... We start the pod. I just want to have a quick mention because you actually meant to do this stuff at the start of the podcast. I tend to do it at the end because I forget. Um, when but, but one of our listeners have stopped listening for about half an hour. Yeah, so just plug in our social media <laughs> accounts at Top Red Podcast on Twitter and at Top Red Podcast on TikTok. Yeah, you went I, I, I know for a fact that people would have heard the last two episodes or three, however many it's been. Joining me are Blaine and Shane, and people just went, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they uh, they listen now. (laughs) Yeah, so the people who who have stayed here because of Josh, um, who has overcome the Black Plague on on his trip to um, Southeast Europe, I don't actually think it's called the Black Plague. I think it's either the Black Death or the Great Plague. So oh. you butchered that one. Well, Ebonic Plague. Well, well, Shane is near, so I'll, I'll blame Shane. Um, well, anyway, we'll, we'll come at you after Liverpool's 3-0 victory over Brentford on the weekend. Blaine, did, did, you, did you go? Yeah, with the, you did, with the didn't upper you? main stand. Fucking hell, you're a fucking will you, Josh? Fucking hell. Still very dying at that point. <laughs> Even if I lived anywhere near the northwest, I don't think I'd have been allowed out of the house. Yeah, so yes, um, I, am, Josh, I am a war. Josh, you just saw the second half, didn't you? So I'll, um... Yeah, and scraps of the first, because I didn't find anywhere to watch it until half time. I'll tap into the rich vein that is Blaine. Oh, see what it did there? Um, oh, I've got that one. Um, so what did you think of the first half? First half. It, but the first half was... It, it kind of seemed like after about 20, 25 minutes, a goal were coming for us. We had the two disallowed ones, which I've still not watched back to see how close it was to being... Uh, Nunes is like an goal. inch for the first one. An inch. Uh, he actually seemed to take it really well in the ground, um, fair, which is unlike it, which is kind of what made me think it was offside, because he took it that <laughs> well, that I thought it must be offside here. Um, and then the second one, I think, was clearly off, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. But yeah, it seemed like a goal were coming after about 25 minutes. Brentford are just a bit of a pain to play against, the way they play. Um, I actually don't mind it. I actually quite like Brentford. Um, but you can see they were causing a few issues off set pieces early on. But once we settled down, I think it was just a matter of time before we scored, really. Yeah, I mean, Darwin, I, I, I had the similar thought to you when he kind of calmly just slotted it away like that, even though he still hit the post. Um, I didn't even know it was him for the second one, was it? It was down for the second one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, it it says a lot of the state of of Darwin. We're in the minute that I kind of came out of the game thinking, oh well, at least he put the ball in the back of the net twice, despite not actually getting a goal on the on the score sheet. So, but yeah, I, I felt similar. It was just the performance where we were surprisingly comfortable for seventy five minutes. I would say, especially that first half, and. Yeah, but I, I was expecting Brentford to cause us some more problems last season. They were a lot more proactive, I would say, in the shithousery department. They were getting a lot more free kicks, I felt like. Um, they seemed a lot more honest this season. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was, a, it was a good performance. Overall, Josh, what, what would you say, from what you've seen, anyway? Yeah, I thought... Um... I thought, yeah, pretty pretty well controlled. Gave up, obviously, quite a few chances, I thought, the second half. But mainly set pieces. I mean, they had a shot that was 12-9 in the second half. It was pretty chaotic. 
um, when they had corners and, and free kicks and things. And, you know, they had eight corners in the second half, which to not concede from them is, is pretty impressive. Um, and it was quite nice in terms of, I think we just scored two goals at the right, the perfect time. You know, that, that goal on the hour to to kind of set up half an hour where you're expecting to be under more pressure and then, you know, 10 or so minutes later, it's 3-0. just think we scored it at the perfect time to not let them get into any sort of head of steam. But yeah, it was um, a good response to a poor week. And... I don't have anything much more to add. It, it, it was very much fine. like a typical. It was fine. It was oh fucking no. right. hell. Well, yeah, it, it, I would say it was a bit more than fine. To be fair, yeah, it was maybe a good performance. It was a good performance. It was kind of vintage Liverpool Van Dyke being his dominant self. Salah scoring twice. We did get out XG, um, which. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm guessing my mind has just been skewed by the offside goals, but all of their chances came from set pieces when they did start the game with four centre halves on the pitch, which, when you're facing a team like Brentford and and the amount of focus they put on set pieces too, I I think on on the attacking end as well we were really good set piece wise. Um, Josh, I want to talk into you because I know you're a bit of a sceptic. Well, more sceptic than most when it comes to Canate. What did you think of Mata? Well, I, would, I, would say, I would say more than most. <laughs> more than most? I don't actually remember the last time I talked about Canate. <laughs> but, but, but Blaine, pass me up. What, what, what would you say so? Or? I quite hey. like him. Uh, I think Josh is a oh, general sceptic of everyone wants the you know, mm-hmm. I was the whistle goes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's everyone is in the is in the firing I, line. I thought the centre backs would be were fine. We're really good. But no, no issues. I can't. Matip for the yellow card is just hilarious. It's just big Joel. Um, Does he get booked for descent, by the way, or did he get booked for the foul? Uh, he kind of gets booked midway through his yeah. chaotic reaction. <laughs> so I, I think it's probably for the foul. I don't I think he helped them foul as well. I, I thought it was the foul. Which is even more moronic because it's just not a foul. Yeah, I'd understand I'd... I'd understand if he books him just for that reaction because the, the reaction is yellow card worthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually directed at Tierney though, in isn't? fairness. It's no, just it's kind just of like... Isn't it? yeah. But Tierney is the sort of man-child that would take it as being directed at him. So, you know. Um, but no... As for my hatred of Imu Kanate, I didn't say hatred. <laughs> sceptic. I'm more sceptical of him on the ball rather than off it. Yeah, that, that that's what I mean. Because I thought Mata brought a lot on the ball that Kanate wouldn't have in the game. I'm gonna, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say that whatever Mata brought on the ball was probably not pivotal in us winning the game. But um, yeah, he's certainly more comfortable than Kanate, which probably would have helped. Okay, it's a team that was waiting purely for transitions. So yeah, I think even if Canate wasn't sorry, was fit, I think Matic would have been a a decent shout in there. Because don't get me wrong, like I, I wouldn't start Matip against City for obvious reasons. They've got half a dozen players who could piss the way past them. But in terms of games like this, especially at home like, is, the is, is there a conversation that needs to be had, or you don't you don't know what get what game you're going to get from Matip heading the ball, and I think that sort of <laughs> the fifty um, pin. Oh yeah, but that that uncertainty isn't helpful. If you knew that Matip was you know really solid in the air, really good with the with the ball at his feet, but just crap at being ran at, it'd be much easier to pinpoint games in which he plays. But the amount of times he gets bullied. It's probably 50-50 with the amount of time. You had a game like um, Sunday where I thought he was good in the air as well. And I think mm-hmm. if he was just slightly more consistent there, it'd be a much easier conversation to have. And it's probably why Canate keeps kind of bullying his way back into the team whenever he gets fit. But Matip just sits there thinking, right, that's your fifth game. You're out. I'm back in for three. 
uh, and we'll start this whole process again. So I'll keep I'll start him with against City. Bob Gomez at centre back. Yeah. Oh my god, right. Oh, oh wow. I guess he's gonna have to do two jobs because um have his usual disaster of a performance which he's had all season. So Sorry, Trent. I, I wouldn't start Trent against City, actually. That's my Matic Gomez Van Dyke for me. You know what? Honestly, like I thought Brentford was a return to form for Sobersly and a return to form for Nunez. Uh, Salah, sorry. Um, because I thought that they've had a pretty piss poor couple of games ever since we made the podcast absolutely ushering, gushing, sorry, over Sobersly. Um but Trent, I don't really think it was much of a return to form for him. I think he's been poor for... Well, I think he was, as you would say, fine. I, I just I just think he needs to be more than fine doing that job. No, but, no, I well, agree. That, that's what, I, 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 think he's, I, 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 I genuinely don't think he's had a good 90 minutes all season. He's had good bits, good, good bits and pieces in there. But he's. I don't always think it's his fault. Is it the system? He's yeah. Well, I just think he generally crowds. He, he he just gets in the way. I think yeah. And I actually find it incredibly moronic when he drops in as a centre back and the and the centre back goes to right back. I just think there's about ten yards difference. It's not like hugely pivotal to our build up that he comes central in the back line. I kind of look at the logic of him going into midfield in the build up. As I kind of get it, like a, a three-two build-up, but I, I only get that if he then drifts back out to the right and Salah comes inside in the in the in the second phase, and it just doesn't happen. And I don't get it. I, I just don't get it because I don't think it's actually making us any better attacking-wise. Um, as in, we are a be- we are better going forward. I think that's because we've got better midfielders rather than uh, Trent driving that and. Um, making up for the absolute shite we had in midfield last season. So I just think we've got better because we've upgraded rather than Trent being the fulcrum for everything. What What would you say, Blaine? Because you've seen it in person as well, and obviously. It, and it seeing is it in awesome. person helps because you see the entire pitch. But what, what, what would you say? Oh. Well, on, the, on, the, on the Trent thing. Oh yeah, on the obviously the moving inside stuff and because he, uh, he is getting caught out quite a bit and he wasn't getting caught out this much. Well, sorry, he, he, well we, we had someone cover him more when he was going further forward. So yeah, but it, I mean, was Trent? I mean, obviously the, the general performances last <laughs> season weren't great, but I don't think Trent at right back last season was anything. Spectacular, uh, and the move to move him inside uh, at the end of last season got him into some form. Now we've not seen necessarily that so far yet, but um, I don't know. I'm, I can I can see your point because he's not he's not had a good season so far. But I'm not as down on the system as a whole as, as you are. I just think I just think it's generally working fine. Lost us the game against Luton. Well, we drew, so it didn't really lose Sorry. us because lost us the lost us three points against Luton because we just couldn't create any chances. But we did. No, we but yeah, but we didn't. We, we created chances because Luton are crap. But, but that, right. but that is what that is what it we is. But we didn't build attacks. You know, we we were so but I'm not stupid saying we have to use it every single game and every single minute. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I'm not as down on it as a whole as you, as you lot are. Um, in in the in the game against Luton, we made our you know left and right hand sides a bit redundant. Um, uh, kind of through personnel and through what you're doing on the right with with kind of Trent and Salah. Uh, and then when Elliot come on and we added a bit of width, it were better. But I'm not saying we always have to do this in every game in every moment. But on the whole, I'm not as down as it as a lot of people. That's the I don't mind be. it. I don't mind it as a a kind of tool that you have. I've said this before, this flexibility just 
just mix it up. I don't mind it being used, as you say. But it felt like for that for that Luton game, it was forced every time until, as you say, that change was made. And it wasn't like we had to make a substitution to change that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, I think I think Trent is going through a bit of a an iffy period. And still, there's still times in games where he just is absolutely world class, and that's what he is. But I do think I don't know. I think there's a kind of a point where people are maybe overly critical of him. Um, and I'm not saying he's not done well this season. I'm not saying he's he's been he's been amazing or anything like that. But I do think generally the discourse around him is a bit kind of a bit worrying because I think people are expecting a bit too much. I think people are expecting what we had in 2019 where we were getting 12 assists bombing down the right, but it's a different, the team's different and we're doing well on the whole. If we were doing badly and we were doing this, I could completely understand it, but is it is it that bad right now? I know we, we talk about it every week, but is it really that that bad? I, I said to me, Dad, <clears throat> because when he first moved into midfield, Last season, what me, me dad loved it because he was saying he just makes everything look kind of effortless. And this was when teams hadn't really adapted to it. I think teams have adapted to it now. And to me, it seems as though Trent is a very instinctive player where he's just unbelievably talented. So he he, he can get away with things and... If he plays on that instinct, he's he's phenomenal. But as soon as the opponent kind of disrupt that instinct and disrupt any kind of rhythm, that's where he kind of falls apart. And Josh's question and our questions as well is 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 concentration and like against Luke when he was lashing shots from miles away, like it's just completely unnecessary. And, and he's done it quite a bit moving in in midfield when he lost the ball and it's cost us as well. I've, um, I've been really surprised at how many silly giveaways he's been doing. Just yeah, like five yard, five yard, five yard square passes or give and goes that were not even close to coming off. And just, just I, I, I'd rather him iron that out, safe in there when he's doing it, whilst obviously taking the risk when it's on. But yeah, I just, I just find him. He's been, he's made more. Simple mistakes that because he's then caught out of position on that side, teams, as you say, are ready for it. And they, they, they leave that, they play with a left winger, they leave them out that little bit higher beyond the right central midfielder who's drifted wide. And you've almost got two players leaving a huge gap that the right centre back can't, can't cover. Um, so I just think structurally it's a little bit of a mess at times, it just needs a little bit of tweaking. But as Klopp would say, the, the system is built for it working. And when it doesn't work, we're not quite as safe as we used to be when we built a system around. We were ready to pounce as soon as he lost the ball, which might have you know lost a little bit of cutting edge against teams that didn't mind you having it. So there's, there's trade-offs, and as Blaine says, it is generally working. We are second in the Premier League. We're a point behind Manchester City. With Manchester City next, it's mad that if we'd beaten Luton like we should have done, we'd be going into this international break top of the league. Um, but yeah, how many games have we played? Is it 12, 13? I think it's around that. 12 in the league. 12, 27 points, it's over two points a game. We should be looking at mid 80s at least so far if, if that carries, if that extrapolates over the season. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> So, um, fairly content. Or I was more annoyed against about Luton because that is just a game you can't drop points in. You just cannot drop points to Luton. However, the manner of it, whether it is an XG of three or whatever it was, you haven't scored those chances. And right, and that XG was actually including Nunez's um, miss, um, which is obviously going to be a huge portion of it I don't actually think we had that many good chances in the game uh, nowhere near as many opportunities as, as I thought we'd create against a team that is effectively a championship one Go on Blaine what were you going to say? 
I was just going to say on the frustrated about Luton, I was more frustrated with the Brighton uh, result probably more than the Luton one just because of the circumstances of how it went. But yeah, for, for me, Luton were just kind of one of them. It is frustrating. We should be beating Luton, but it kind of just falls in one of them for me. I do, I do accept the, I do accept the one of them, but I think, I think, a, a one of them could be a draw to Palace or a draw at Brentford or you know a draw at Villa. Yeah. It just means I, that you've I, got I, to win those games. That's what I mean, yeah, mate. I don't accept. I, I can't accept it at Luton. I'm like fucking Luton. I know we obviously won City, but City almost have the same thing at Sheffield United. Who are again not much better than Luton, really. And the obviously the Rodri late goal wins it for him, but they have pretty much exactly the same game with the wasteful. It's one-one, and then they obviously they get the late goal. But I think it just can't happen. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it's like. Dave said you, you've got after the City game, you've got a run of Fulham, um, Sheffield United away, and Palace away. We're really. You can't have any leeway in them now because of the Luton game. But if you win that, then the odd draw to Luton for me is is, is fine in the grand scheme of things. I mean, the, the thing is, I've been tracking um, <clears throat> tough away games for Liverpool, Arsenal, City, and then Spurs, who obviously have fell off a cliff now, so they're quite irrelevant. And Newcastle, same, quite irrelevant because they fell off a cliff due to injuries, but Liverpool and City have played four games I would classify as tough away games um, in terms of like top, top opponents not like, you know yeah. I, I, I didn't count Brentford 19, for this, this 19 tough away games Dave, it's the Premier League um, but Liverpool play four, City play four Arsenal have only played two um, Arsenal haven't won a single one. City are getting 1.75 points per game and we are getting 1.25 points per game in those games and that's including the Tottenham game as well, which mm. massive what, asterisk. Did you, did you encounter the United game as, as a tough game for Man City? Uh, yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to have a, actually have a problem with the system that you've created here because <laughs> you, let me tell you, I watched that game the park it was not, <laughs> not a tough game. I've also I mean, included Stamford Bridge, dead. which... In fairness, Liverpool, Arsenal, and City have all drawn. <laughs> um, I all deserve to draw that, really. If we're being honest. Well, yeah, I, to see, I, I think I think Who? see that that result aged pretty well. That the, who's, who's this? At Stamford Bridge. Chelsea, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm going to just be very smug with that one because I said that thought that was a good result, so I'll take it. <laughs> Josh, smug. <laughs> Never. Never. Um, obviously, um, Arsenal got beat at St James's Park, but the the one City have had, so City have had London Stadium. They won three one. Um, Old Trafford they won three nil. And I, I they... could be called the London Stadium as well. Talking about Josh. All over that. Move over that quick. And then they had a draw at Stamford Bridge <laughs> and a loss at the Emirates. So. City, oh, in fairness, they haven't, they haven't been to Anfield. Um, they haven't been how to Spurs. How good is that <laughs> Chelsea City game? Oh, what a watch. Missed it all on the way back from the game. Oh. Yeah. It was actually better. Because I'm not a Wally Bach blame. I managed to watch it, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. You know, just Great. perks of having the scouts pass and that. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, I feel really positive. Makes me feel really positive about us going forward against City. Which? The Chelsea oh, the, one. The, yeah, uh, yeah, but then the, none of them going on international duty, and them having that right before us and Pep kind of cracking the whip for two weeks. I'm not looking <laughs> forward. That said, you, you watch, it's always the way, isn't it? Man City, the first, in like 10 games for Liverpool, you're always going, do you know what? They've actually played really slowly. They've played really boringly. They've, they've, they've not looked themselves. And then they, he unleashes this fucking devil team against Liverpool that's just ripping us apart with lightning attacks. That are just it's like in the NFL, you, you normally have 15 plays at the start of a game, which has been pre-scripted before the game. It feels like City are doing that for 90 minutes over the next two weeks. Like they're just in a lab coming up with a game plan for this. Game. To be fair, with Liverpool, it kind of against City. It's like Guardiola's told Klopp that's what he's going to do, and and Klopp just goes, 
all right, we're going to plan for completely the opposite. And then they just do exactly what they said because we just never seem to be able to stop them when we go to the Etihad. Not many teams do, to be fair. Yeah, no, but I given think... that we kept up pace with them for as long as we did, you would think that we'd at least um, be competitive. Be a bit more competitive than we have been. I think we have been competitive, haven't we? Well, I mean, aside from Mane kicking Edison in the end. You can't include that. And the time we turned up when we were all pissed after winning the league, we can't include them <laughs> two. Last year, got mauled. Oh, that's what I said. You can't include last year, can you? You know what I mean? <laughs> he was he was like celebrating. In, fa- in fairness, playing Cole Palmer thought as an arsehole last year as well. So. I was oh, from Simicast. You know, celebrating you know, with Guardiola. If he, you know what I mean? If he had anything about him, Cast, you know, he didn't even understand what went on. He probably didn't even know we conceded. No bad. He's oh. probably just woken up. Looking at him. You have the chance to just Land one on him. Is that why you hate him? Going back to um, going back to Brentford. What um, what was your thought on Simicas who got two assists? Bear in mind. Me. You. Um, First half, it was his usual self. He was uh, a bit sloppy. Give the set Brentford up for a few attacks, and you were thinking, "Wow, this is just the usual Simicas." Absolutely atrocious performance. But then, second half, he did manage to play a bit of football. And um, he was a good second half, I will give him that. So he kind of, because of the first half was so bad, I think a 1 out of 10. Second half is 7 out of 10. So I'll give him an average of what? What's that? 4. Extrapolator. 4 is even high. Because they, they, Dave asked that question and said, bearing in mind, he got two assists. And I think about the assist for Jota, and it's like Busquets <laughs> laying the ball off to Messi, who then runs half the length of the pitch to tap it in. <laughs> Simicast just a five-yard square pass. And Jota taking three of them on and then blast it in the corner. Great game he had, though. Oh, Costa. Okay, okay but did he or didn't he get two assists? Yeah, his first half wasn't good, was it? Let's be honest. Shane had him on the bench as well, I think. Even no, I didn't see it midweek, but apparently he was not good midweek. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, his assist for the first goal. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> chef's, chef's kiss, Klopp's face. Do that face he just pulls where he just like he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> just a bit of that. I um, I didn't watch the game midweek because I was travelling, and then I went on Twitter, and it was like the season was was over. Oh, you know I thought it was hilarious. It was the, 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 we are the meltdown. We are the room. I know, yeah. You can afford to lose one game, literally. In uh, fairness, once they, dis- once they disallowed, um, once they disallowed that that last goal, I kind of knee slided across my living room because we could just kind of write this bad performance off as yeah, we should have drew anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, I wouldn't say it was funny. It was like. A torrid ninety minutes. Yeah. Um. Um. Right, I mean, I said, "Quivy just kind of standing like a statue." Jesus Christ! I can't win. I'm either too critical or I'm not critical enough. Would you say that you had a bit of a meltdown, you know, during the looting game, Josh? Oh, big time! <laughs> <laughs> At least you admitted it. <laughs> All that fucking shite coming a mile off. <laughs> I'll stop watching I'll stop watching the last 10 minutes I couldn't do it I heard my brother celebrate Diaz's goal and I was just like you fucking bastards <laughs> they deserve to lose yeah I didn't I, didn't I was just kind of happy for Diaz but yeah I, I was thrilled for Diaz on a personal level but that gang of cunts didn't deserve anything else but it, I mean, they are, you know, 18th in the league. There is worse teams than Luton for us to drop points against yet. Oh, I can't wait to see how we manage to let Burnley keep a clean sheet. That would be the next one. Sheffield United away seems like it's going to be a bit horrible as well. But there you go. Sheffield United oh. away is like, it's like such a lose-lose. 
Or we score eight, like Newcastle did. It'll be one of two. It'll be a two-one or an eight-nil. See games like that. I feel like you've got to get an early goal. If you get an early goal, you'll just fold. But yeah, right. On night, yeah, another night game as well. That one. I'm gonna to have to leave. I'm afraid. Yeah, no worries. It was off. lovely. It was lovely yeah. to join you. Um, yeah, speak to you next week. See you later. Um, Blaine, considering Mark isn't here and he's like gaff post stand. What was the? Is, uh, is that what Mark what we... is? Is Mark being gaff Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's seen gaff Um, what were you thinking? Because you know me. Gaff Pole midfield. I'm off. I'm in the group chat. Soon as Gaff Pole midfield. On the pod. I did call Yeah, he did. Um, I thought he played quite well, to be fair. He, was, he wasn't exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think he had a massively influential game, let's say, but I think every time he got on the ball, he was he was good with it. I think it was, took him about 20, 25 minutes to actually get going. He was quite quiet in the first 20 minutes. But once we got going, I actually thought he did really well in that position. Um, I think after the after the Toulouse game at home, um, I think he's played as well as Gravenberch has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was, yeah, he was good. Um, and, and because of his ability to get on the turn and then push forward, he is good in that middle area um, to have. But like you said, I think the more the worry is kind of the, the fact that they play him as a free rather than maybe more of two and a one. But I thought he played quite well. Um, he's a weird player. I think I heard um, some discourse on, on Twitter about kind of him being not knowing his best position, which is probably true. But I do think he's one of those players where Klopp kind of trusts him to do different things, where he might not trust like a Nunes or someone else to, to, to go on the left or do different things. I think with Gakpo, he, he can see he's an intelligent player. So even though it might not always be massively beneficial for him I think he can always do a job in, in a number of different positions which is good to have but might not necessarily see him have like um, be as exciting as a Nunes or, a, or a, have the numbers of someone like Jota come the end of the season Yeah I mean I think it was Josh Williams um, at distance covered if you want to follow him on Twitter you could follow um, who mentioned on the Redman podcast I think it was um Something along the lines of essentially is Gakpo Havertz, um, and like Josh, I don't want to see it, but I kind of see it. I don't see it completely because I think Gakpo is a better player, but I do see the similarities in the coaches seem to love him. He, yeah. he seems too tall. At times, like you know, when he gets the ball in tight areas, and it's just like he just kind of, I don't know, it. You know where Matip's kind of weird in his in his body mode. I think with Matip because he's a centre back as well, you don't expect it. Whereas, so if he does anything, he kind of it looks better. But because he's a winger as well, Gakpo, you kind of expect him to be doing it anyway. And he, he yeah. plays like he's not what he is. If you know what I mean, like you said, he's for a six foot four player. He's probably about as weak as you can get, which is probably the same thing with Havertz as well, where you think... He... And he just seems that nice as well. Like, yeah, yeah. It's all... yeah, Very teacher's pet vibes. Um, but, at the same time, I think going into the season, he probably was first choice number nine. I know Nunes uh, has become that. That's because he's been in an amazing form. But I think you saw it even with him starting um, a game against Tottenham. I know Nunes had a bit of a knock there, but I think he was first choice. And it was more the fact that, obviously, we had injuries elsewhere and didn't get the plays we wanted in, that he's been shoved in different positions. And he was unlucky that he had the injury he had. So he's probably not had the chances he's had in the in the forward areas. He's probably started more games in midfield than he has in attack for us, which is un- unfortunate for him. So I think it's a bit too early to judge him, obviously coming in in January and then not having a settled time of it. The thing is, though, are we ever going to get a chance to judge him? Because is he ever going to get a run on the team in a permanent position? Because well, now that yeah, well, now, now now that Nunez seems like he's like pretty much transformed in terms of like his his build up and and his hold up play. I don't see him getting anywhere near that spot whilst Nunez is the player he's been this season. I can see why PSV moved him up wide because. 
in tight areas. He just, unless he's receiving the ball on the turn, he just can't get the ball out quick enough. He seems to have to take kind of two, three touches before. It, I think he'd be better off just kind of laying it off as more than he does. But obviously moving out wide, it gives him a bit more time. And he's obviously got more space to play in as well. So I can see why PSV probably done that. Um, I just, yeah, it's 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 that position stuff for me. It's it's fine you have them time, but he needs he needs a role, and I don't think he has a role, and I don't think the coaches seem to be able to fit him in. And we're seeing that by the fact he's getting moved around the team. Yeah, I I mean, has he really played left wing other than United away? No, uh, United at home? Not really. Um, not really. But that's kind of where he. When he came in, he had a good partnership where it was them three. Obviously, Jotter and Diaz were injured, but they did have a, seem to have a few good games as a front three. I think Newcastle away were one where they all seemed to play quite well, and obviously the United game where he got the two goals. Um, but it's another one with them. With like, I think Jotter's a bit like this, where he's he's probably not got a defined role. He, he seems to do different things when the manager needs him, but say is that kind of is how it is really with a lot of players now. I don't think you've got the luxury to have kind of... If you're going to have five forwards, you're not going to have five who are, right, he does this and that's it. A few of them are going to have to be kind of like that. And I think him and Jotter, you two were, yeah, more flexible. I think with Diaz, with Nunes and Sally, you kind of know what you're going to get with them two. I think the manager and the coaching staff are able to use them in a bit more of a way of how they need to for that sort of game, which is good to have, but might not necessarily, you know, as you say, be... Like a Darwin Nunes, where you know what you're going to get, and he's going to excite everyone. They kind of do the maybe more of a tougher job, but to facilitate the team, which which you might need really. When you've got five forwards, it's hard to kind of have five, you know, out and out. This is what he does, sort of people, I guess. I do feel like the problem with Jota was the fact Firmino was injury prone in his last year or two, wasn't he? Um, Obviously, Diaz was injured and Mane was having to play through the middle and stuff like that. I think now that we've got Nunez and and Gakpo as well, um, we're seeing Jota kind of carve out a spot on the left. Because as you said, he was kind of inconsistent and I don't think a player can really... Players have certain moves that they fall back on, especially attackers like Sally. He's got kind of trademark how he's how he's gonna take it past the player. He'll have a few of them, but he'll have similar I'm and we're seeing that with Jota now, you know, these dribbles and the shot off the dribble and stuff like that. Um it's just kind of developing game time in, in certain positions and being in those situations that you kind of repeat, I feel like has benefited yeah. and I think it'll benefit Gakpo. I mean he, he played well but we just need to see it a bit more often like if he if he is playing in the middle we do need to see him re- receiving the ball on the turn a bit more having a bit more awareness on what's coming on around him um but yeah I, I i can't complain as much as i was before yeah i think he, he's probably been the the one who's been unluckiest in the attack with just that with injuries and and kind of even when he like the newcastle game where he starts up front he you know we have a red card just to move uh the tottenham game is another one where he gets Gets the injury. Game after international break. Yeah, that's what I mean as well. He's, he's not like he's not contributing when he's in. So I'm happy with him at the minute. And you have to remember, it's, it's what he came in in January, so he's only been here what not even a year yet. So still plenty of time to mould him in the in the play you want to be. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to be too critical of him. He's only what 24, so you know, there's kind of plenty of time. It's just. Yeah, I don't want it to come across because he seems like a good, um, a good dressing room lad, stuff like that. I mean, you know, the club seem, he seems to have been ushered into the YouTube role by the club and stuff like that. He's on the new Christmas advert, so he, he seems like a good lad in that regard. <laughs> but um, go on. as an actor, saying what an advert is is sensational. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, it's great. it's a great advert. Put it this way, no no blue noses are gonna be watching the um <laughs> gonna be watching the royal family for a while. <laughs> um Enzo. What did you think? He looked a bit like a fucking deer in the headlights to me, but he's weird, isn't he? Cause he, he 
you can kind you can tell the player is you can tell he's not a, um, a top six player because he does things well. But the amount of times, yeah, the amount of times he had the ball like bobbled under his feet and stuff like that, where you'd you the, the you'd, you'd took the ball in the turn really well. I think once it might have been the second half, and the pitch just opened up for him. And you could just tell like he didn't know what to do with it. Um, I think he did a lot of the defensive stuff well, but he, he just looks that kind of not to be too harsh on him level below on the ball, which is you can see why he's not being picked to start a lot of games. But in terms of what we want him to do, he's, he's fine to come in and play these games for me. Um, he just makes sure that you need to have like the players around him picking up the slack in terms of on the ball. Uh, because I think even with the players, I think a few times he just didn't really want to pass it to him in certain areas. But Overall, he's just a fine six out of ten, which is what you're going to probably probably expect from him in it, really. It's yeah, that, it's a bit of a weird one with him, isn't it? Like he is the player we knew he was, but that yeah. kind of begs the question: Why did we sign him? And again, he sounds like a, a, a really good off the pitch kind of guy, but at the same time, like it's. It's an area of great, great need. Um, there was quite a few starts. I forget the account. I wish I could shout them out. Um, they've yeah, I, I forget. But he does um, basically once you win the ball back, what your retention rate is in, in percentage. So basically, winning the ball, keeping the ball, and that's something that uh, Andre, for example. Um, is really good at just winning the ball back and keeping the ball not lose, not turning it over and, and getting transitions on. Endo wasn't very good and I think we are definitely seeing that. I mean, the, the, the near sending off I mean, do you think it was a sending off? No, I didn't uh, I didn't really, to be honest. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't think yeah. it was. It, it's not like he goes like over the ball or anything, is it? But He's putting himself at risk. He seems to look at it for a while in the ground. I mean, obviously, it always kind of feels longer in the ground, but uh, the more it went on, I thought he was going to get sent off here. But I think, nah, for me, I'm a bit against these, you know, a red card every other game sort of situation as it is anyway, but you want a red card for me. See, that, and with this whole red card stuff, like, with the Jones one, it's an honest mistake. With that, like he's fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Like that feels yeah. like to me an instance where you would give a red card more than the Jones one. If you get me, not yeah, that I think but, it was a red card, but, but the kind the of is, not, there's not a real spill, is there on that one? Like when you watch it, but I know there is. He makes contact with him, but it's not like the grimace you get with the Jones one, where even if it's the you know, honest mistake, you kind of have that spill. Uh, yeah, which means little, to be like little leg back and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. There still seems to be the the golden goose in terms of you want anyone sent off. As long as you got that, then it doesn't really matter about the context around it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's probably what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you've got that, then you're off. The same with the Rashford one in um, for United in the Champions League. Yeah. As soon as that's still. It's off. Yeah, no, that is a bit silly. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's. I, 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 as we said earlier, it, it was nice to see Salah's like and and Salah. Salah, you could tell was getting more and more confident. Um, after the two goals, he seemed oh, that, to that um that move for the first time crossing it over to Nunes. What a goal that'd have been! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he scored four goals today against Djibouti as well. So, that's <laughs> it. Nice. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so we'll um, we'll see. I mean, he's got a good record against City anyway. But we'll we'll speak more on the City game next week. Um, yeah, but one player I was keeping an eye on because of ironically Salah was um, Brian Mbemo or Mbemo. I think exactly how you pronounce it. Uh, what did you think of him? Were you keeping an eye on him with you know Salah going in mind or? Were you no, just... I'm more keeping an eye on him because he's like with Tony gone, he's kind of he's the kind of main outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and you can see that I, I don't think it came off for him on during the game, but he's he kind of encapsulated Brentford. Is you can tell he's an absolute pain to play against. Which how that would translate for playing for someone like us, I don't know. But there's a few times I think he gets in once, doesn't he? Where Trent kind of loses him. It's from mm. uh, I think it's from our corner. Uh, and I think Jensen plays where, a hell of a ball in fairness, like yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously Van Dijk has that challenge against him where he celebrates after it. So you can tell he's at a proper handful. Whether that would translate to being anything more than that, um, I was a bit, I was a bit kind of, I wasn't too impressed with Brentford overall. I thought even as much as they made us work for it, I think a lot of the time they weren't great when they had the opportunities to punish us, and maybe. He was one of the people to blame for that. But I do like him as a player, but I don't think it was his, his best game. But even then, he still made life difficult for us. Yeah, I think I think you could see... It, it, yeah, in circumstances like that, it's just about kind of seeing what you could get out of them. So, yeah. I, I think he was really clean technically. Um, Like, he, he picked up the ball in some nasty position, uh, positions and, and ends up managing to retain the ball for them. He's ridiculously quick off the jump as well. That is definitely one thing that they noticed. He's, there's no acceleration. His acceleration is basically a sprint. Like he, he doesn't have to accelerate. He's And he's rapid as well. I think that's why Van Dijk celebrates that um, challenge on him so well, because it looks for a second like he's gone. Yeah, he, 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 is, he is properly sneaky quick. Um, he's... He's small, but like, he's like, you know, you've got a person and like you kind of squash them down. But when, as you squash them down, they get a bit wider. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's like in person. Um, yeah, he impressed me. He didn't impress me enough to, to think like, oh, yeah, there, there's the salary replacement. But I think there's definitely a player in there. Plus, you've also got the, the selling point of he doesn't get injured, he plays a lot of games. And he doesn't seem to get very tired. So I think no, that is going to be... fairly young as well, really. He's 24 and he's still... Yeah, he's I, I, th- exactly, yeah. I think that's going to be very important for the salary replacement because Nunez is picking up knocks here and there. Jota, okay, he's on a decent form, of, um, decent run of fitness now, but he can be a bit hit and miss with injuries. Um, Gakpo is... I think that injury was a bit of a one-off, to be fair, the, yeah. the Tottenham one. Um, and Diaz as well. That's just Thomas Partey being a fucking twat. So I think I, I think Diaz, I think Gakpo and I think Salah are probably the most reliable three in terms of fitness. And then Nunez and Jota, you're probably the, the ones you'll miss through niggles. So I think... Um, to be honest, though, I think we're talking about... Obviously, we're talking about salary replacement. I, I'm edging towards. We're not even going to sell him next summer, really. I don't I think we should. I, I don't think, I don't think we should. No, I, the more no. we closer we get to it, I don't think he'll want to leave. And I think actually, the better season we have, the more likely he is to stay. I think because I think even if this is more of a you're building your foundations for next season, he's not. He doesn't strike me anyway as a player who's going to fall off a cliff. Sadly, even if he kind of, you know. Ages, I think he'll age in a way that's still going to be a world class player. So I still think we get to the summer, and I, I want to keep him. But whether we do, I'm not. I'm not sure. Listen, Liverpool are in a position where we spent what up up to eighty five is on Nunez. Um, we 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 don't need to sell players to buy now. It's not a position we're in. So I don't really buy this. Oh well, we may as well sell unless we can get value for them. This yeah. guy's Liverpool's best player of the modern era. Not just that, he's still our best player. Yeah. So there's absolutely no reason to get rid of him unless he wants to go. I just I, can't I, see him wanting to go. I know they would talk about it. Maybe he he wouldn't turn it down if the off came in, but I just can't see any world where he's want to go and I think actually this season the way it started isn't a great advertisement for it as well so when you get to next summer whether it'll be the same as it was this summer I'm not sure but we'll see I, 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 I hope we keep him 
I think like because we're seeing him dropping deeper as well and taking this more as much as he's scoring goals, he doesn't seem to be anywhere near the goal as much as he used to be. So we're seeing that he can kind of drop deeper into this more of a playmaker role as he does get older. I mean, he's, what, 32 now? He doesn't seem to have lost a step yet. And he just seems like a bit of a physical freak, doesn't he? And these physical freaks can last until they're 35. You know, we, we saw with like the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, he's he's obvi- obviously the one that always gets brought up, and I think he keeps himself in such good shape that we could potentially get another two, three years out of him. And he has actually changed his game up from what he was when he was what like the player we signed in 2017 isn't what he is now, and yeah. he has changed his game up enough where it's not like another year of him is going to make make him redundant in the way we play. So, yeah. I, I don't I don't think we'll actively look to sell him. Maybe if it gets silly money then maybe you, you have to do it, but Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a conversation for next summer, isn't it, I guess. Yeah, it's it's just purely an opinion, isn't it? I mean if the club gets silly like upwards of two hundred, like what I wanted, for example, in in the summer. I mean I I don't see why it shouldn't be a world record thing. The form he's in and the context around, obviously, him being Egyptian and, and the biggest Muslim superstar in the world. So, basically, you've got Saudi over the battle in, in that regard. So, yeah, I I really don't understand it, but I, I couldn't begrudge the club if we did get some kind of like world record fee or something along those lines, really. But it would still be disappointing, I guess. But anyway, um. Yeah, I, I guess we can wrap that up. We'll be talking about City next week, so we'll be back next week. Um, I'm going to try and get some listeners' questions as well, so we can answer some of that. Um, probably some food-related ones for you, Blaine, to be fair. Oh, okay. How long have you got? Oh, Three hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so on that note, I've done all my plugs and stuff already, so because I'm prepared and that. Um... Thanks for listening and see you next week.